It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, Klaus, it is hump day. I'm feeling pretty good. Episode 201. I, I don't know. I know I'm feeling like uh, I'm feeling like we need to kick the show off just right. And we do nothing wrong when it comes to hump day shows. Take it away, Klaus. That's it. Yes. Sing it with me, everyone. You know the words. I can't stop this feeling when I talk about F1. I get a full-blown throbbing hood. And it feels so good on the pit straight where the drivers meet. I see Natalie Pinks. I want to kiss her feet. Ah, hooked on fast cars. And Naomi, she's Oh, I think she's in love with me. Danny Rick will bounce back. Uh, probably not. He'll find some pace for sure. No, he won't. And if you think he'll be replaced, you're a filthy whore. Brundle's grid walks excite me. I love to watch him shit the bed. But when Kravitz comes on the radio, two seconds ten. But we need to get on with the show Hand the mic to a man you all know The time to hand the mic to Crofty And you all can't stop me Take it away, Crofty It's lights out and away we go once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Fermé show. Here is your host, 
Colby. <laughs> that is right, ladies and gentlemen. Gather round, gather round. And then hold on tight. Because it is your main squeeze, Cody, a.k.a. the Court Eponymous. And I'm feeling good today, and I, you better believe I'm butt naked here at the Pimp International our racing circuit. Sun's out, bun's out, and what is a B E A beautiful show here, and I am dripping with the oils. Klaus is off grabbing a couple more wet floor signs to place them around the place, because not only am I dripping, but so are the 53 million minimum here in attendance at the PIRC. They're here to have a good time, and I don't blame them. I don't blame it. I can see a couple of you in the audience right now have brought your own Fermes because you're worried that I'm about to lose mine. Well, I assure you, I'm not about to lose it. I've already lost it. I lost it. En route. On the private chopper. From the Palais in the south of France. <laughs> so if you do happen to find it, just park it on up in there as it is. The park it in my Fermes show. The number one comedy F1 podcast in the entire cosmos, according to my mum. Never wrong. Never, ever wrong. We've got all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles. Woo! Bit of Zhou Guan Yu talks, if you don't mind, and more. Episode 201. 99 to go to the big 300 is what they're saying. It's coming at you hard and fast, but don't be soft and slow if you've missed out on the previous 200. You can go to parkingmyfilmate.com. They're all there ready to be downloaded, but better yet. Why don't you look down at that podcast listening device of yours? You see that subscribe and follow button? See the way it teases you, entices you, begs you? It's pining for you. It's longing for you. It just wants you to touch it. It just wants you to give it a light, gentle, if you don't mind. And that way, you get to be the first in the world to hear this. My sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week and there ain't a damn thing wrong with getting down and dirty in the slot, rolling around looking for a little slap and tickle with the Cordopotamus three times a week. No, 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 no. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? I don't know. How about some sprint races are coming back next year? Yeah, yes. Are we, are we excited? Six sprint races for 2023? I thought the experiment was over. I thought we tried them. I thought that was the whole point of having three. You know, we're just trying them. Anyway, I'll, I'll dive into that. Zhou Guan Yu is coming back next year. Got a contract extension with Alfa Romeo. We'll talk about that as well. I'll go through the top five drivers that are going to miss out in a seat. The best drivers in the world that will miss out on a Formula One seat next year. And we've got a little Crofty's Love Files to, to just a little, little, you know, a little cleanser, a little palate cleanser at the end there for a little Crofty's Love Files, as well as some stats of the week that'll blow your damn mind. So you don't want to miss out on any of that. So make sure you grab yourself a complimentary double Midori on ice. Take a nice little seat. Look at the beautiful 76 mile long circuit. And you might be able to see, uh, might be able to see Doris. 103-year-old Doris, she's just a couple of miles down that way on her all fours where she feels comfortable, just hand-scrubbing the track, making sure it's looking beautiful for you folks today. So stop by a merch store, pick yourself something nice. Uh, we've got some special shirts coming out soon, some Chuckles La Cluckles merch, so you want to make sure you get yourself a nice juicy tea then. But until then, why don't you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's a fifth consecutive win for Max Verstappen. He wins the Italian Grand Prix. He deserved the win today, well done. Very lovely, mate. <laughs> Great race set again. And uh, you won uh, your home Grand Prix. 
Well done, Max. That's, uh, you deserve that victory. It's a shame it didn't get going at the end there, but uh, you, know, you, were, you were the fastest car all weekend, so well done, mate. Yeah, we nailed that. Good job, guys. Uh, we had a great race car. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, that is exactly what you need to do. Go ahead and like those socials. Don't dilly-dally like your homegirl Sally from the Valley. Just like him right now. Slide those DMs. Moms will be open, ready to catch it so you don't hurt yourself. Because that's just the kind of guy I am. I look out for you, my cherubs, my muffins. And of course, the Legends Club members. They're up there in the Legends Lounge here at the PIRC. If you want to become a Legends Club member, well, link in description. Find out more. But we need to talk about something because it was announced overnight that six sprint racers will be joining the calendar for 2023. Six sprints. Oh my gosh. Stefano Dominicali said this. He said, I am pleased that we can confirm six sprints will be part of the championship from 2023 onwards. Building on the success of the new format introduced for the first time in 2021. The sprint provides action across three days with the drivers all fighting for something right from the start on Friday through to the main event on Sunday, adding more drama and excitement to the weekend. The feedback from the fans, teams, promoters, and partners has been very positive. And the format is adding a new dimension to Formula One. And we all want to ensure its success in the future. That's what Stefano Dominicali, head of Formula One, had to say about that. Now, two things I want to take about that is that are the fans, teams, promoters, partners all giving positive feedback? Because I don't think the teams are. I don't think the drivers are. The drivers and the teams don't want to race more. I mean, that's just one thing I'm picking up straight away. And has there been such success and positive outcomes from the first five sprints we've had already with one to come this year in Brazil? Have we had a lot of success? Are people up and about about them? Because I'm not. I think sprints are shit. I think they are, and I'm not alone. They're rubbish. They're just a bunch of formation laps. We're just going, 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 going around in circles. FIA President Mohammed bin Salayan, Salayan that puss, he added this. Thanks to close collaboration with Stefano Dominicali and our colleagues at FOM, we conclude a thorough analysis on the impact of additional sprint sessions and have adjusted relevant parameters of our work to ensure that they continue to reg be regulated at the very highest level. Sprint sessions provide an exciting dynamic to the race weekend format and have proven to be popular over the past two seasons. Uh, bullshit. A bullshit. I am sure that this positive trend will continue and I'm pleased that the World Motorsport Council has today given its approval for them to go ahead. Again, bullshit. Positive trend. They're very popular over the past two seasons. They're not popular. Oh, but, but Cody, they get to go racing. Every day means something. Come on. Are they really popular? Are they? I mean, okay, right now, right now. Name one memorable thing that has happened at a sprint race. Yeah? Go on. I'm, I'm listening. We've had five of them so far. What's happened? What? Oh, Pierre Gasly 
in Monza last year. He went off. Oh, okay. Alonso overtaking some people in Silverstone last year. Oh, okay, yeah. Hamilton in Brazil starting from the back of the grid in the fastest car. That was the most exciting thing to ever happen. So if you put the best driver, arguably, last year, all right, he was one of them, in the fastest car, arguably, all right, with a brand new engine on a track that he loves against all the slowest drivers with older engines, slower cars, and not as skilled driving, then yeah, yeah, sprint races are fucking fantastic. They're not. They're boring. Last year especially, you know what you got? If you won, you got three points. Second place, two points. Third place, one. So fourth through to 20th got nothing. So why are they trying? Just doing a bunch of formation laps over and over again. They don't want to bang up the car before the big race. No, 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 no. They just want to go around. They just want the race to start. It was stupid. Oh, but they fixed it. Oh, 2022, we're going to fix it. Hey, hey, listen up, F1 fans. You know how we went 3-2-1 with the points? It's now going to go 10-9-8-7-6-5-4-3-2-1. Yes. There's going to be a lot more points on offer. Is that Does that fix it? Because right now, if you win, you get 10 points. If you come in second, you get nine. Do I risk damaging the car to try and overtake to get that extra one point? No. No, you don't. So that doesn't fix it at all. It doesn't solve jack shit. We've had no memorable moments, except for when we had the best car with the best driver and the best engine at the back of the grid against the slowest drivers. All right. Will teams get compensated for more engine wear? Is that what's going to happen next year? Will there be more money on the table because there's more eyes on the sport? Do the teams and drivers get more money? Uh, 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 that's not going to happen. So why are they doing it? Why are we adding more sprints? Oh, positive. We've got positive feedback. No, 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 no. It's because now the Formula One and the FIA can make more money because there'll be more viewers because apparently people like it. There is something on the line. Yes, I agree. A race weekend can get quite tedious if it's free practice one, free practice two, free practice three, and we've got a day and a half and maybe even a Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning where nothing has happened. All right, add something in. Or oh, sprints, or oh, formation. We'll call them races, but they're not races. No, 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 no. So why are they bringing back sprint races? I agree that something needs to be done. Oh, yes, I agree. I, I think, I mean, they're trying something. Multiple races on a weekend, hey? How about that? Like in Formula 2. Like in a lot of other motorsports around the world, where you have a race on the Saturday, you have a race on the Sunday. Yeah? It's taxing on the body, I know, but these are the best of the best, so why not have two races? Free practice one on Thursday. Free practice two on a Friday. Qualifying Friday night. Race on Saturday, race on Sunday. I don't know. Two races, yeah? Team, make the prize money more. Charge more for the tickets. More viewers, there'll be a lot more sponsors. A lot more money getting involved. I'm just saying, two races on a weekend. All right, is that too much? Okay. Add more points. Have two sprint races on a Saturday. One of them be a reverse grid, yeah? Oh, but reverse grid is stupid as idea. Put it in the fastest car of the band. You're not rewarding us. Right, well, have, have fucking more points in a sprint race. I don't know. Or make it so the reserve drivers are the only ones that can drive in a sprint race. I don't fucking know. 
But what was the idea of trying out the sprint races last year? It was to try them out. We've tried them out now. We don't like them. They're pretty shit. Yeah? They're not good at all. We're getting a bunch of formation laps. We're going to have one in Brazil. And mind you, I like Brazil. Brazil's pretty good. It's a good circuit to race on. We've got one coming up in Brazil. And then they've already committed to six next year. Why did they need to make that commitment? Why? They didn't. That's the thing. They want to do it right now. Oh, uh, what's happening in the world? Oh, we're just about to race in Singapore. Um, okay, let's announce we're doing six sprints next year. Sprint racing is not the answer. If you're bored on a race weekend, do something else. If you're bored on a race weekend, don't add in 30 or 20 formation laps to get the juices flowing because drivers aren't going to put it all on the line for one extra point. It's not ideal. They haven't got it right. They need to do something else. Multiple races, more points, bigger point differential between first, second, third, and so on in sprints. Maybe a reverse grid. I know people don't like that. Reserve drivers only. Just something. I don't fucking know. But sprints, we have tried them. They failed. Move on. God. What do you guys think? Let me know on the socials at Parker in my Fermi on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram because right now all I'm seeing is FIA and Formula One are just money hungry assholes and all they care about is that cheddar. Here comes the money. Here we go. That's all they care money about. Talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. That's all they care about. So let me know on the socials your thoughts. Oh. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, I am a stat man. You better believe it. You better believe it. And we are racing in Singapore this weekend. So let's get some Singapore stats out there straight away. There are three drivers on the grid at the moment that have never, ever been outqualified there. George Russell, he's one for one. Chuckles LeCluckles and Pierre Gasly, two for two. But then on the other side, there are four drivers that have never outqualified their teammates in Singapore. Stroll and Sloppy Oki are 0 for three. Norris and Albon are 0 for one. And you would expect Norris and Albon and probably, oh, maybe Sloppy Oki actually... Brian Fernando, he's got a bit of history around that Singapore circuit, maybe. We'll talk about that in the next episode when we do the full Singapore Grand Prix race preview. 
But I think Norris and Albon will beat their teammates. Last Stroll, actually. I could see him beating Vettel as well. But uh, how's that for your stat of the... Oh, you want some more? I don't blame you. Come on. Stats, 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 yes. Stats, 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 Everybody! Everybody! Okay, I've got another one. Did you know Max Verstappen? Yes. The Max Verstappen. He can win a championship this weekend. The 2022 Drivers World Championship. He can win. And I'm looking, and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all. Like, it is very doable. Let's see how he can do it. If Max Verstappen wins with the fastest lap, and Chuckles LeCluckles finishes eighth or lower, and Perez finishes fourth or lower, Max Verstappen is your world champ. Also... If he wins and he doesn't get the fastest lap and Chuckles finishes ninth or lower and Perez finishes fourth or lower without the fastest lap, Max Verstappen is your world champ. I'm just saying, the rate of the reliability of these Ferraris, there's always been a safety car in all 12 Singapore Grand Prix we've had. There is a very, very, very good chance that Ferrari are going to DNF there's a very good chance that Perez will finish lower than fourth. He's having a horrible run of it. And there's a very, very good chance that Max Verstappen wins the Singapore Grand Prix with the fastest lap. I'm just saying, wouldn't surprise me if we're crowning a world champion this weekend. Oh, you want some more stats? Okay. Come on. Stats, 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 Look, let's look at what teams have dominated the Singapore Grand Prix. Let's read out the teams from worst to first in total points scored and the percentage of points from the Singapore Grand Prix. This is all 12 teams that have competed there. All right, as you know, that we have 10. There's two defunct teams that are also on the list. Coming in at number 12, dead last is Haas, who have only ever scored two points there, which is 0.2% of all the points scored. 11th is Alfa Romeo with eight points, 0.7% of all points. Number 10, BMW, 12 points scored there. That's 1% of all points at Singapore. Number nine is Toyota, 30 points, 2.5% of all points. Alpha Tauri at number eight, 44 points in total, 3.6%. Number seven is Aston Martin with 56 points, total 4.6%. Number six, Williams, yes, the Williams. 57 points, 4.7% total. Number five is Alpine, 91 points in total, 7.5%. Number four is McLaren on 140 points in Singapore, 11.6%. Number three, Ferrari, 235 points, 19.4%. Number two is Mercedes, 244 points, 20.1% of all points in Singapore. Number one. Red Bull Racing, if you don't mind. 293 points, 24.2% of all points scored there. And of course, Seb Vettel dominated there. Whew. But how's that 
for your stat of the week. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. You listen to the show, you give it five stars. You go to Apple Podcasts and you give it five stars. What are you waiting for? Give it five, give it five, not four, not six, but give it five. And I'll read your review out on the show, no matter what you say. I just want you to know, give it five stars, give it five stars, give it five stars. And I will read it out. Please go now, please go now and give it five stars. And I will read out your review no matter what you say. Slide into your DMs like every day. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Yes. Five stars. Oh, 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 can you tell I made this whole thing up for five stars? Oh my lord, five stars. It's a banger. It slaps, baby. Woo. It slaps. But we have a five-star review. And if you go to Apple Podcasts, you leave a five-star review, you can write whatever you want. It could be anything. You could tell me you hate the show, but as long as it's five stars, I'll read it out for the millions in attendance and around the world. But we have one today. A listener whose name is just called Big Bob's Boobies. They went over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and they left a five-star review and this is what they had to say. My name's Big Bob's and my boobies are huge and I'm a big fan of parking in my family. (laughs) Sometimes you need to keep it simple. Five stars for Big Bob's Boobies and I cannot thank you enough he just went over to Apple Podcasts. He went over to iTunes. He left a five-star review. He wrote whatever he wanted. Oh, and he got the message across. But thank you very much, Big Bob's boobies. There you go, boy. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. This has been incredible. <sighs> Points on debut. Thank you. Great job. Great job, Nick. Fantastic. You so much deserve it. Thank you, Jost. Thank you. Much appreciated. My shoulders are dead. Dead. Uh, I'm struggling to even... Can, can someone help me or am I alone in park for me? I can literally not even lift my arms anymore. Well confirmed. Well confirmed. But now we're talking about something else. Because what happened a day or so ago? Zhou Guan Yu. The Chinese superstar got himself a nice little contract extension. And what was the world's worst-kept secret? Alfa Romeo teases, ooh, uh, um, uh, the, the year of the tiger. I mean, just tell us you're signing him. Don't get cryptic. Do they even have Twitter in China? Like, what, who are you doing the announcement for? Are we getting up and about for Zhou Guanyu, Mr. Personality? All right, I'm glad he signed. It was the worst-kept secret. I knew he would. It would have been dumb for them not to do it, but teams make very dumb decisions sometimes. I'm looking at you, Alpine. But this is what Frederick Vassa 
had to say. He said, I'm looking forward to continuing working with Joe. From day one with the team at the Abu Dhabi test last year, he has impressed me with his approach to work, and this is always a very positive trait. We knew he was quick, but the way he adapted to Formula One in such a short time has been one of the best surprises of our season. He is a very nice guy. Everyone in the team likes both his personality and attitude. He has had the humility to ask questions and learn from the engineers as well as from Valtteri. Bop, 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 get your bop out. And the intelligence to apply all the information he got to improve race after race. He will have this experience to draw on next season and I'm sure he will make another step forward as he as we continue to grow our team. I mean, it was a smart decision. That's all I'm going to say. Frederick Vassar's done well here. But this is what Joe had to say himself. I am happy and grateful to Alfa Romeo for the opportunity to be part of the team for another season. Making it to Formula One was the dream come true and the feeling of competing for the first time in a race will live with me forever. The team has been incredibly supportive, welcoming me from day one and helping me adapt to the most complex series in motorsport. There is more that I want to achieve in this sport and with this team and the hard work we have put together since the start of the year is just the first steps towards where we want to be next season. There is still a lot to learn, a lot to develop, but I'm confident in our work. I'm looking forward to the next chapter of our story together. Classy act. Classy act. I like you, Joe. Always says the right thing. Can understand him on the radio. Yuki Sonoda gets a little bit sweary. Yuki Sonoda-san. Get a bit bit vulgar on the radio. Is that racist? Was I a little bit? Uh, Let's look the other way. 200 episode exemption, you get to be a little bit. Was it a right fit? That's the question we've got to ask ourselves right now. Did they make the right decision? Because when Alpha Tauri signed Pierre Gasly, I just thought, why? Why? When Aston Martin gave a multi-year deal to Fernando Alonso, I thought, eh, why? Why? But yes, the answer is yes here. It was a no-brainer. It was something we thought would happen anyway, not only from a skilled standpoint, but also a financial, it was a smart decision because he's got that China market locked up. And I know Joe's got the cash himself. He's cashed up, so maybe those contract driving contracts aren't as expensive as some of the others. They might be getting them on the cheap. But also, he's got that Chinese market locked up. Yeah, You're going to go race in China next year. And I like the Chinese circuit. A lot of people a lot of people hate on it but i actually like that chinese circuit but he's gonna go race there next year all right that's when you're gonna make your big money that's when you're gonna pay it's gonna pay dividends to you because you're taking your chinese driver over to china do all the chinese marketing sell all the merch make bank everyone be driving alfa romeo's get rid of the great wall cars alfa romeo is the car of choice for china that's what's going to be happening he finished third in f2 last season the guy can drive He had four wins, nine podiums that year. Also has three points finishes this season. The last rookie to score points finishes in a season was Lando Norris back in 2019. And people seem to think he's pretty good. But what do you guys think? Is Zhou Guan Yu a future race winner in the sport? Did they make the right move at Alfa Romeo? I think they definitely did. I think he's definitely going to be a a name to watch in the future. I, I I think so. We have so many young drivers that are without a seat that know what the hell they're doing we've even got some older ones that are that are pretty damn good at the whole sport 
But for him to get another contract extension just shows the faith they have in him and how well he's doing this season. Because he, he's barely crashing the car. He had that one horrific crash in, in Silverstone. Lucky to be just walking around, wedged in between the barrier and the tyres. He he has looked after the car other than that. A few DNFs, but were they his fault? No. He's not crashing the car. The car's failing on him when he's in a good position. That kind of sucks. But he's actually doing very, very well, and he's getting rewarded for it. Well done, Alfa Romeo. Well done, Zhou Guan Yu. Well done, Frederick Vassar. Good work. And Bottas has got to be pleased with that because I reckon they've got a nice, good relationship. Let me know your thoughts at Parker in my family, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Did they make the right decision? And while I'm telling up those votes, Klaus, uh, keep the people entertained. For generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. Oh, baby, baby. Woo. What a first half that was. We talked all things Zhou Guan Yu, as well as discussing some sprint races and how it's such a tremendous, wicked idea. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. It's the worst thing ever. But don't go anywhere. Oh, don't you dare go anywhere, because we got a little treat for you in the second half of the show today. We're going to go through Caldi's top five drivers that are without a seat next year, the best drivers in the world that don't have one in Formula One, and a little cheeky Crofty's love files. And also, you want to make sure you subscribe and follow as well, because next episode, we are previewing everything that's going to be happening at the Singapore Grand Prix. Woo, all the predictions the lock of the week and more, so make sure you subscribed and followed on your podcast listening device of choice. But Klaus, I'm, I'm clearly just driveling. Shit. Starting to fade me out, baby. Fade me out. Yeah. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, that is exactly what you need to do go ahead and like him straight away yes and all the nudes you do send me i do always forward on to klaus he is the one looking for all those dick pics he's going to collect everyone in the world they're like pokemon to him all all seven three and a half billion yeah i nearly said seven billion because some of you ladies have penises i know i've been to thailand with my boy alvon We've seen what's going on there. A couple of lady boys. But anyway, I digress. So with Zhou Guan Yu officially signed to Alfa Romeo, let's look back at the two seats remaining, Haas and Williams, because, well, because there's Pierre Gasly, who, of course, has signed with Alfa Tauri, but everyone's saying, oh, he's going to Alpine. He's going to Alpine. So I think he will go to Alpine, DeVries to Alfa Tauri. So let's look at those remaining ones, the Haas and the Williams. There will be a couple of seats there. We're going to jump into a little bit, a little bit of a cheeky, a little bit of a cheeky, if you don't mind. Cody's top That's five. It, the top five drivers that are going to be left without a contract for the 2023 season. So it really comes down to who goes to those seats. So let's let's look at all the best drivers in the world right now and work out our little cheeky top five. We're going to start with a bit of an honourable mention to Logan Sargent. F2, I think he's sitting P3, P4 at the moment. Look, he's driving okay. He's driving okay, but he's not in the top five. Colton Herder. Herder? I hardly know her. Why, why would I hurt her if I... Uh, anyway, 
look, doesn't have enough license points. Probably not going to make a team anyway. Might be a good reserve driver. I did see this. If he's a reserve driver for a team next year and then competes or drives in FP1, I think he still gets the points, but it doesn't count because he's not racing. I don't, I don't know if, how, if that works, but he might be able to get those points that way. We'll see what happens. Mick Schumacher, sorry, Sunshine. You are gorgeous and I love you. But yeah, you're not going to have a seat next year. Sorry, Hulkenberg's going to get that one, potentially. But he's also on this list as well. An honourable mention to Nico Eugenberg. Stop with all the love for him. Stop it. Never got a podium in his life. Yes, he is an Adonis, and I do want to cuddle him and kiss him until my lips fall off. But no, he is not good enough to get in an F1 seat. So without further ado, we're going to have a look at... Cody's Top 5. Top 5 drivers that are going to be left without a contract in 2023. But uh, we should really consider it. Coming in at number 5, we've got Jack Doohan, son of Mick Doohan, the Australian champion. He is the Alpine reserve driver, so you know he'll never drive again. That's how it works there at Alpine. Three wins to his name in Formula 2, six podiums sitting fourth at the moment in Formula 2. So he is the reserve driver at Alpine. He is aligned with a team, but that definitely means he won't be driving. Yes, Alpine have officially said they don't have a driver there in that seat, but i got a feeling if it's not going to be DeVries himself, it'll definitely be Pierre Gasly transferring across there. Coming in at number four. Cody's top five. Uh, Thea Pershare. Second in Formula 2, three wins to his name, four second place finishes. The guy can drive. Oh, the guy can drive. And a lot of teams are starting to link... Well, there's been his name's been linked to a lot of teams is what I'm trying to say. If I learn how to talk properly, Klaus, edit all of this out. And if you don't edit it out, you're fired next episode. Okay? So, yeah, Theo. Let's just call him Theo. Look, I think he will definitely get a seat and get an opportunity. Um, but whether or not it's next year, I just don't see it happening. I mean, there's just too many drivers. We need to start kicking some of these old relics out and start getting that new young blood in, or please at least get another team in, or even a third car. Every every team must have a third car. I don't know, something different, something different. Coming in at number three. Cody's top five. Felipe Dragovic. Dragovic. Uh, Felipe Dragovic signs with Aston Martin as their reserve driver behind a multi-yeared Fernando Alonso and Lance Stroll, who would never lose his seat. But the kid spanked the competition in Formula 2 this year. However, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why? You, you won Formula 2, you dominated. The, because of the stupid rules means you can't race in Formula 2 next season. All right? But you signed with Aston Martin? What, what do you see there? I mean, do you see something we're not seeing? You're not going to get Lance's seat. He's going to be there until he dies or until Lawrence dies. And you're not going to get Fernando Alonso's seat not within the next two years because he's there on a multi-year contract. Multi means more than one. Multi-21, Seb. So what's Dragovic doing? I don't get that move. So he's technically going to be without a seat next year. That's why he's on the list because I think he's got a lot of talent. But I have two other drivers. Two drivers that I think are better than Jack Doohan, Theo Pau, and Dragovic. 
And we're coming in at number two. Cody's top five. I'm going to go with Stoffel Van Dorn. A lot of people are going to hate on that. He's Mercedes driver, one Formula E. He's been their reserve driver for, feels like, seven decades. But, um, yeah, he's a Formula E winner. I don't put too much on that because I think Nick DeVries won it the year before. But there are so many DNFs in Formula E, so anyone can actually win. I think Antonio Giovinazzi came dead last in that. And he's still getting test drives and, and a lot, lot of talk about getting him back in the seat. So if that's happening, Stoffel Van Dorn, you're on the list because I don't think it's going to happen. But I think you've got a lot of talent. I think you might be one of those kids like the Callum Illett. I think one of those kids that's just always on the cusp, always edging, never quite never quite being invited to the show. You know what I'm saying? And coming in at number one. Cody's top five. Do I even need a set? This is the top five drivers that are going to be left without a contract for 2023. Number one is the man. Big dick Danny Rick. Give your girl a bone. Ooh. Darren Avocado, Daniel Ricciardo. Look, why is he number one? I don't know, because every single driver I mentioned, you know how many Formula One wins they have? Zero. Daniel Ricciardo, eight wins. Eight Formula Ugh. wins. I mean, you can't... He's got the experience. He's still quick. He just needs to be in a car that he understands, that he can gel with. That's so much of racing in Formula 1. 70% of it's the car. It's got to be. They built that car for Lando. This is That's why I'm super excited to see how Oscar Piastri goes in that McLaren next season. But that was... Cody's top five. Top five drivers that are without a contract for 2023. We had Jack Doohan, number five, Theo Pierre, number four, Drugabitch, number three, Stoffel Van Dorn at number two, and Big Dick Denny Rick at number one. What are your thoughts? Let me know on the socials at Parker in my family, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Who did I miss out on? Who did I miss out on? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, I think it's time for a little Crofty's Love Files. Well, after spending some time off over the summer, it looks like Crofty's back to no good. Let's find out what happens this time on Crofty's Love Files. It's been a long summer. Dealing with Dame after Dame calling me up looking for a little one-on-one time with me. David fucking Croft. The human tripod. Not only that, but I've had to deal with Ted Kravitz. You're a producer now, Ted. Two seconds, Ted. At least that's what your wife calls you. He started to get on my fucking nerves and I think enough is enough. I sat back in my chair and enjoyed a lovely bottle of scotch. 
that Brundle gave me, the kind that hits all the right spots at just the right times. It reminded me of this special lady. Mm, this one dame, a lady that could bring me to climax without a single soft touch. She had it all. Just thinking about her now made my front wings stiffen right up and I'd love nothing more than experience her downforce on my main straight. But alas, she was gone. Martin Brundle stole her away from me years ago. I'm sure I'll never see her again. My love, my muse, my angel, Dixie, Dixie Normus. I was just about to change my own oil at the thought of her when suddenly the silhouette of a lady appeared at my door. She knocks, a nice dainty knock of a girl in trouble. Come in, I said. She flung the door open, terrified, shaken, but I couldn't help admire her blouse, buttons clinging to life as her breasticles tried to force them open. My mouth wide open. I'd suddenly lost the ability to speak. I'd forgotten all about Dixie Normus and it was this beauty that was going to haunt my dreams for the remainder of my days. Are you, are you crafty here? She said. You better fucking believe it, dollface. What's your name? I asked. It's Anita. Anita Dick in me. Of course you do, I replied. Karun Chandok is at it again. He's kidnapped one of my ladies, Ivana. Ivana Swallows. I've heard around that you're the best there is. Please don't. Please, won't you just help me? She begged, pleaded for my assistance, and oh. Oh, I love to watch them beg and plead. Before I had a chance to respond, she licked her lips and slowly made her way to me. I'll do anything, anything you ask. I took another swig from the scotch, my pants tightening with every step she took towards me. Oh, how I'd love to hit the rev limiter when I enter her pits. We'll need the inters to deal with the light bit of drizzle that's going on, if you know what I mean. She grabbed me and pulled me in close, her breasts pressed against my chest. The sheer size of them meant we could barely able to breathe, and I didn't mind it one bit. She took my breath away. She could feel the pole position pressed against her, and judging by the smile on her face, I knew she wasn't too upset at all. She leant in for a kiss, and I pulled away. I know, I must be a madman, a Nikita Mazepin, a Pasta Maldonado, but I couldn't kiss her, not just yet. It would get in the way of the job at hand. I needed to find her friend, Ivana Swallow, and I bet she does. And as soon as I kiss Anita Dick in me, she's going to forget all about her friend because I'm that damn good at what I do. She was offended when I pulled away, and I don't blame her. Not every day a girl gets a chance with a man that could sexually please the Statue of Liberty, if he had to. We'll have all the time in the world to make sweet love, to explore each other's bodies like we were Inspector Seb, checking out the latest F1 car. But first I need to know where your friend was heading, where Karun took her. I asked, trying to maintain eye contact and not stare directly at the two balloons that are causing this poor girl some lower back pain. Last I heard he was taking her to Singapore, Anita said. I took another swig of the bottle of scotch. Singapore? I haven't been there in a couple of years. But I still have a few connections. I'll get to the bottom of this for sure. I promise you that. Oh, oh my, thank you, Crofty. I'd, I'd like to thank you for your assistance now, Anita said. She made her way to me once more. A bit more bounce in her step, like she was porpoising all the way along to Crofty. Only this time the buttons weren't holding. No, one flew off quicker than Max Verstappen with DRS wing wide open. It took out a light bulb, making the room completely pitch black. I grabbed her and pulled her in. Oh, she started kissing my neck. 
up and down while running her hands all over my body. I, I guess that was one way for the girl to get to the pole. Setting a few purple sectors now if you catch my drift. Oh. Oh. Well, I guess it's lights out. And away we go. Oh, Crafty. Oh, Anita. Oh, Crafty. Oh, Anita. like Karun's up to his old dirty tricks again. Will Crofty be able to find Ivana Swallow? Will he and Anita Dikimi ever fix the lights? Will he ever come across Dixie Normus again? Find out next time on Crofty's Love Files. Well, ladies and gentlemen, episode 201 is done and dusted. Thank you so much for listening through to the very end. If you've missed out, on ending of the 200 previous episodes, head on over to marketingbyfermate.com. You can download them all there. You can check out the merch there as well. And if you're worried, oh, those prices are very reasonable, but I still would like a little bit of a discount listening all the way to the end of the podcast. Well, hey, you check out that description right now of this show and use the code podcast exclusive 5 That's 5% off. Bang, with your free worldwide shipping, if you don't mind. If you want a little bit more than 5% off, well, I don't blame you. I would too. I mean, come on. Why don't you join up and see if you can be part of the Legends Club. Patreon in the link below. Patreon.com slash parkingmyfermate. Turn around and have a look up in the skybox there. That's the Legends Lounge. That's where the Legends hang out. We've got some absolute amazing Legends, all seven of them hanging out there. Doris is on the pole doing what she does best, handing out double Midori's on ice, having a time of her life. But along with them, we've got Alex, Anthony, Caleb, Clint, John, Sammy, and Taylor. Those guys are the greatest human beings on the planet, and they know that any funds I get through the show through parking in my fermate on the Patreon in the Legends Club. I filter back in to make it bigger, better, bolder, stronger than ever. And as a little reward, I give them 25% off. Their names are read out in every single episode. Their names are going to be in the show notes of every episode moving forward. They're a part of history. So if you want to sign up, you know where to go. Link in description. But to my cherubs, to my muffins, to the millions, the ladies and the gentlemen, the boys and the girls, and to the legends. We're just going to say this. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.